0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre peculiar and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. I thought I was going to have my Mr. Rogers moment there and kind of like, be like, hey, welcome in and turn on the light, but it wasn't even plugged in. Anyway, welcome back. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic weekend, taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, and uh, just having a great one. Anyway. Just wanted to let you know that we are back. We are not just forgetting about you guys. We've been having uh, some issues going on. So we are back. And wanted to talk about this really interesting story called, uh, or about a building actually in New York called Titan Point. Now a lot of people don't know what this is. This is actually a humongous concrete building that is, (laughs) that was uh, reportedly used for the, uh, at t offices for long distance uh switching so what phone uh, companies would do is they would have all these local areas um phone services funneled into one building and then it would be called a switch they would switch in between a long distance carrier into their local carrier and shoot out the phone the phone call but uh now this has been Uh, changed into a NSA building right in front of our very noses. So you want to see it? Let's take a look at it. Um, it, Now, there's a lot of theories about this building. It's located at 33 Thomas Street in New York, and it's right in Lower Manhattan. I'm going to pull it up here on the screen so you can see it. That is small. Let's see if we can't make this bigger here. There we go, a little bit bigger. I'm going to pull up a bunch of pictures, so this will be just the first one. Um, It has a very unique look to it, and it was built to withstand nuclear blasts. If that doesn't pique your interest, I don't know what will, because the government doesn't build, or I mean, businesses don't build buildings (laughs) to withstand nuclear blasts, really, do they? Now, this isn't a great picture, but as you can tell, there's windows in this building next to it. And in this building, there's no windows. It's absolutely windowless. That's pretty unique. That doesn't happen. You don't hear a lot of buildings, if any, without windows, right? Who wants to work in a building without windows? At the 10th floor and the 29th floor of this humongous skyscraper, there are huge ventilation openings that uh, allow for air to get out, Um So that's, that's really all you have in this building is just these two sections that are just massive that allow for ventilation. That's it. This is a good one. Let me pull this over here. See if we can, no, doesn't want to let us pull it over. Um, let me grab another one for you. So here we go. Let's do this. See this one. This is a nice one here. Here we go. So Take a look at that beauty, okay? Here, let's even pull you closer so you can see it a little better. Check this out. Look at this. Here's the 10th floor. Here's nothing else. (laughs) Other than the opening up here. And then you got the entrance down here. That's it. It's all concrete. It's just one big tank in the middle of New York. You could drive past this thing no problem. So let me pull up Titan Point here. So that, again, this is Titan Point, Point. and most people refer to it as the AT and T Long Cable Building because that's what it was originally intended for. So let's go back to the beginning as I kind of jump to the to the you know more current time frame. We'll go back to the beginning and talk about a little bit about the introduction of this building and why it was initiated in the first place so let's pull up i had a nice little intro on titan point now see here's the thing about titan point too is that um people didn't refer to it as titan point until edward snowden came out and specifically marked it on his map as the titan point building it's actually part of the nsa uh, now, so people refer to this building as 33 Thomas Street, but it's a, it's in lower Manhattan. Uh, the building stands on the east side of Church Street between Thomas Street and Worth Street. It was designed in the brutalist, <laughs> I, I love that, uh, architectural style, which It had the brutalist architectural style. It was originated for socialist and communist uh, countries. It was used to be a monolithic, very large structure to uh, maybe intimidate. But it was very very cold in nature and very industrial in nature. It had no warmth, no no you know feelings of fuzziness about them. It was, it was as cold as can be. Okay. As, as industrial as possible. Um, the architectural style started back in the 1950s, um uh, with, uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, it was because of the post-war era, um, these countries had to rebuild, especially the communist countries. So they used this style to rebuild, to make it cheap, but also efficient, and strong, But if you think about communist society, right, they're focused on just having you work and, you know, not having you focused on anything outside, right? So they want you to be focused on work, so no windows. Um, It's interesting to have a building in America, home of the free land of the brave, and having no windows. Well, they did it for a reason. They wanted this thing to withstand nuclear blasts. Interesting that they wanted it to withstand nuclear blasts in New York City. But, yeah, you can drive right past this thing. It's amongst other skyscrapers. But this thing towers above a lot of other skyscrapers. It has about 30 stories to it. Uh, It's 500, yeah, 550 foot tall. Um, It has three major switches inside of it, which are, you know, interchange, long distance switches. Um, And the location that it was built on was actually the previous site of some iron, uh, cast iron buildings that were typical of the area, um, but then they built upon that straight concrete. Really interesting. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's you know it's more this 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 episode is really more Big Brother. Okay, Big Brother right in the middle of your city. Okay, a lot of people think oh they're in some you know I don't know you know underground facility and they, that's how they monitor. No man, they're right in downtown Lower Manhattan. just monitoring everybody they have satellites on top of the building as well you want to see them let's check them out i'll pull them up right now um let's make this bigger we'll zoom in a little bit and we'll pull it up on the screen so as you can see here pull the the computer i'll pull the phone up a little bit better here as you can see there's a huge satellite here huge satellite here these look like satellites as well, or they could be water water containers. These are air conditioner units. But you can see, and then they have this huge box right here. I have no idea what that's for. And then they have these boxes up, boxes, boxes, boxes. But these are all AC units. So they got like five, six huge AC units up on top. So that's what those are for. So Edward Snowden linked their, uh, their facilities on top as uh, connected to an FBI and NSA um, satellite. Now, this is what sucks about the government. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of things that suck. But they named one of their satellites, one of their spy satellites, Skid Row. Can you believe that? Talking about people who are down on their luck and, you know, at the worst of their life, and they named one of their satellites Skid Row. I don't care if that's who they're spying on. I mean, you know, or, or if they're spying on people they don't like and they just wanted to name it Skid Row. But why the hell would you name something, I mean, after homeless people? That's it's really a goddamn shame uh, when it comes down to it. So, anyway. Alright. So, let's pull up the rest here. So... this thing yeah this thing obviously withstood the 9/11 attacks it's still there um, the architect created it in 1974 now see here's what's interesting about that is that we had we had deep underground military bases before that um, this isn't a, this wasn't initially a government building this was initially an AT&T building however you know, the telecommunications industry is in bed with the government as well. So they know, you know, what's going on and they work together. So I think the, that the government goes on multiple plateaus. They go underground to go on land and they go in the air, right? Land, air, sea, right? You hit all the major points. Um, just like, you know, the recent, uh, attack in Israel, you know, they hit land, air, sea, you know, everything. Um, so going back to the features on this building it's pretty interesting it was housed it was built to house telephone switching equipment the average floor height was 18 feet that's pretty damn tall that's considerably taller than the average high rise the floors are also unusually strong designed to carry 200 to 300 pounds per square foot that's a ton of weight and it was often described as one of the most secure buildings in america not just in new york but in america It was designed to be self-sufficient with its own gas and water supplies, which is why they had those water supply tanks on the top, and along with generation capabilities, so energy generation capabilities, and it was protected from nuclear fallout for up to two weeks after a nuclear blast. What's interesting interesting to me is that, you know, nuclear fallout is tough to block yourself from. You have to basically, like tape your windows, not have any air come in. How do you get fresh oxygen? You have to have something that can, can filter the oxygen, um, or create oxygen within your building, right? Um, and then filter out the CO2. That's, that's a whole big, you know, big deal to have all those scrubbers. Um, but that's what they, that's what they created in this building. They had to have, uh, this was like a national security you know building really, I mean if you don't have communications you ha- you have nothing right you can't monitor and and uh, take care of your country and you can't you can't communicate with you know secure lines unless you have them if they're down they're they're down you can't communicate from one city to another city to another city to coordinate attacks or to make sure you know all these facilities are taken taken care of so um now they they postulate that thirty three Thomas Street is likely the location of a mass surveillance hub operated by the NSA codenamed Titan Point, an investigation by the Intercept in a documentary short film called Titan uh codenamed uh or no, titled Project X. So the documentary is titled Project X. It was a short film by Henrik Molti and uh, Laura Poitras. And they identified Titan Point by a drawing on a surveillance disclosures by Edward Snowden. So that's why I brought that up early. The investigation ties the facility to nearby FBI uh, buildings and its rooftop equipment is linked to N- the NSA's Skid Row Satellite Intelligence System. Despicable. Just moving along here. Just looking to see. It was... The, the, the building uh, prominently appears in the X-Files episode, This. That's the title of the episode. Uh, it's also a building in the movie called Anon with Clive Owen in 19, uh, 2018 on Netflix. Um, so, that's interesting. I want to read a little bit from an article that I found... Um, on The Intercept, same same website, <coughs> they're talking about this um, documentary uh, called Project X. And the whole purpose of the documentary was to talk about this 33... Uh, 33... What is it? Thomas Street. Um, 29 floors and 3 basement levels. Interesting. They're at 33 Thomas Street. They have 33... 32? Yeah, 32. Uh, enough food to last 1,500 people at least two weeks in an event of a catastrophe. The building's primary purpose would not be to protect humans from toxic radiation and war. Rather, the fortified skyscraper would safeguard powerful computers, cables, and switchboards. And then, that interesting? They, <laughs> they would like to help people stay alive to keep their... their Power running and their engine running, but that's not the ultimate goal. Is the, the ultimate goal is to keep these uh, engines running. What's inter- interesting is that there's there's lots of people who claim to work in this building, and they were not allowed to see inside of certain um, rooms. And the reason I bring that up is because um, there was a, a a writer on Reddit. He stated he worked there and that he was a, he was like a cable serviceman and had to run pipes, uh, conduit, uh, around these rooms. Typically they go through rooms and they had to go around rooms. So it was kind of an unprecedented project for them. And they were like, well, what's in these rooms? Because, you know, maybe we can, you know, maneuver through these rooms and add to the bandwidth and things like that. They wouldn't tell them what's in those rooms. It was really interesting. And obviously, I mean, that's just compartmentalization and that's what the government does, but, um, it was interesting. so moving forward into this particular article uh even the entrance is like 1950s you know style it has this like long huge monolithic cover and then it has uh, about seven eight stairs up and then a little bit of a walkway and then a few more stairs up to the main building it reminds me of like that building in men in black where will smith had to like walk up and like it was his first time going to the building and there's one guy sitting there reading a paper and it's just this monolithic building with nothing no windows no nothing and that's exactly what it looks like except it's like 29 stories tall instead of like you know i think that building was a little bit smaller um inside 33 thomas street there's a major international gateway switch according to a former at&t engineer which routes phone calls between the us and countries around the world so of course they're going to tap into it this is the same stuff that you know fidel castro does he he monitors everything that comes into his country they have computers that you can only use at uh, government monitored facilities government monitored like libraries you can go in there you can go on the internet but you can only go to like certain sites Uh, you can't have your own computer you can't like go on the internet without them looking at every single thing you're doing um interestingly enough you know right like fidel wanted to like fight against this country that was, like, working with other countries. And, and then he's like, nope, we're going to block off everything and we're going to be self-sufficient. Kind of interesting. Um, you know, very self-sufficient model mo- model there. Um, the NSA declined to comment for this story <laughs> when they were trying to interview. Them. I think that's interesting, too. Um, but titan point that's an interesting name right names names when they're given to buildings or projects typically are typically will have two words and sometimes they're specific descriptors of what goes on in those projects sometimes they're totally random in the case of like the remote viewing and a psychic spy program they really used a lot of like Cosmic language, but it was really just two random words put together St- sun streak, grill flame, center lane, you know. And then they did use the word Stargate at one point, so it's kind of interesting. Sometimes they'll be random words and sometimes they'll be specific. So, what does Titan point mean? Well, the word Titan is going to be for something large, so I mean, they're not wrong there. And point, so to me, it kind of means like stronghold, you know, a place that. They're going to be able to you know maintain strength at a high level and be very secure you know but they did have an fbi uh site watch officer uh, at this uh, location um, they are very close to the fbi new york field office and <clears throat> When traveling to Titan Point, NSA employees are told to hire a cover vehicle through the FBI, especially if they're transporting equipment to the site, in order to keep their true identities a secret while visiting. Agency employees are instructed not to wear any clothing displaying NSA badges or insignia. This is really interesting. I don't know, you know, they don't want anybody to know that NSA is there. They know where the FBI is, so, you know, but I guess the NSA is a little bit more secretive. Um, Upon arrival at Titan Point, a 2011 travel guide says agency employees should ring the buzzer, sign in, and wait for a person to come and meet them. The Intercept visited 33 Thomas Street and found a buzzer outside its entrance and a sign-in sheet on a desk in the building's lobby, which is manned by a guard 24 hours a day. There are also parking bays in front of the skyscraper designated as AWM, which is a traffic code for federal agencies. In a 1994 New York Times article, they stated that this giant worldwide intelligence network at 33 Thomas Street was responsible for 175 million calls a day flowing through their international gateway. Interesting. Yeah. So... They go on to talk about Skid Row, which focuses on intercepting satellite communications. So the NSA's documents that were found through Snowden uh, also revealed one of Titan Point's functions is to conduct surveillance as part of a program called Skid Row, which focuses on intercepting satellite communications. That is a particularly striking detail because on the roof of the 33 Thomas Street, there are a number of satellite dishes. The FCC records confirm 33 Thomas Street is the only location in New York City where at and has an FCC license for satellite Earth stations. Interesting. So if you want to know who's watching in on you, you don't have to look very much further than 33 Thomas Street. If you're in the, probably the whole East Coast, really, right? <laughs> uh, I'm sure Chicago has one. I'm sure Texas has one. I'm sure California has one. Um, I did want to look up that Skid Row, man. I want to see if there's any info on this Skid Row, um, say, program. Because, I gotta know, you know, why would they name that that? It just seems really just kind of sickening, man. You know, like, I'm not a, you know, if, if the government is trying to take care of people, whatever, that's fine. But, you know, why the hell would they name it that? I just don't get it. And nobody really, there's nothing on... The internet about it. There's no Im- info about what the Skid Row program is. It's just in articles that are about Titan Point. That's it. It says the logo for the NSA's satellite communications exploitation program. So, it, to me, what that sounds like is that they're trying to intercept satellite communications from possibly other countries or satellite calls from within the country, you know, because some, some carriers, some phone carriers use global satellites, right? T-Mobile is one of them, or at least they used to be. And then they started acquiring uh, Boost Mobile, Sprint they acquired. So Sprint was not a GSA. They were uh, a CDMA. They were a, uh, what you call a tower program. So they'd go from tower to tower. And if they if there wasn't a tower in sight, then they couldn't you couldn't communicate with them. That's why everybody complained about Sprint, um, but people really don't claim to you know complain too much about T uh, Mobile because they are a satellite uh, phone carrier, and now they have the CDMA tower technology that they acquired through Sprint. So so yeah, I wonder you know if this is just an agency, area, building that's capturing all that information um, internally, or are they trying to capture all the satellite information globally? We know we spy on everybody, right? We gather intel from satellites. So this could be one of the buildings that does that, or it might not have anything to do with that. It might just be internal within the United States, gathering information on the phone calls that way. And... Snowden was one of the people that developed one of the best programs uh to do that. And then the NSA took that program and weaponized it. Snowden wasn't trying to weaponize it against the American people. He was trying to create a program to to protect us from terrorists. And so when he did that, they took the they took that whole that whole code and use it against the American people. So if you haven't seen uh, that that movie, uh, Snowden, uh, great movie. Um, one of my favorite actors that was in uh, Inception is in that, and he does he does Snowden so well, like immaculately. Um, let's pull him up. I don't want to get his name wrong because you know then people be, be mad at me. Uh even Nick Cage was in there. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I always get his name wrong. I really like him a lot. He uh, he plays Snowden really well and did a hell of a job. But yeah, Nick, I forgot Nick Cage was in there too. Um, great movie. Go check that out, man. If you want to know more about what he did and then what the government used his programs for, fascinating stuff, man. Fascinating stuff. They really lay it out well. So anyway, um, I guess if you're taking a trip through New York and you're just like, hey, I just want to go see some cool stuff take a trip past 33 thomas street uh you'll be guaranteed to be fascinated about uh, you know what the hell is this humongous what appears to be concrete monolith that doesn't look like it belongs in the city at all well that's because it really doesn't um one other thing too there is a spy museum in dc so if you're cruising through new york and you wanna go see something else that's super cool, go check out the International Spy Museum. I did do a podcast about this a while back. Um I didn't have the video up yet, but I'll post a little video or um a little picture of it here right now so you can see it. Let me see if I can can I drag this over? Let's pop this up here. This thing is super cool. I really like it a lot. Let me bring this over. Yeah. Check this bad boy out. Look at how cool this is. And it even has spy on the side of the building. And, yeah, if we move over, you can see there's all kinds of really cool museum pieces in there. But this building itself is super, super neat. Um, I would definitely check it out if I was in the D.C. area. Anyway, there's lots of cool stuff. Go check it out. Get out there. Go for a drive. What the hell? It can't hurt anything, right? And uh, maybe you'll be able to, uh, you know... Get a little tour of the place. Maybe you'll be able to find out your own secrets. Maybe you'll be able to help us learn more about uh, Big Brother. Because this building really is like Big Brother. It really is like 1984. It. I mean, if you thought 1984 wasn't possible, just go check out this building. Or check out the Spy Museum. I, I, did, I did a series of podcasts about the Spy Museum. And talked about different pieces that were in the Spy Museum. I might go back to that just because they're so interesting and so cool. Um, and it is government, you know, conspiracy stuff. You know, it's it's government spy stuff. So it definitely correlates with the podcast. So I hope you guys are having a great day. Um, I'm going to jump out, but I am going to try to uh, put out a few more podcasts here for you. And uh, I'm enjoying it. So I hope you guys are too. I hope you're taking care of yourselves spiritually, physically, emotionally, following through on all those hobbies and goals and dreams. Keep yourself alive. Keep a light in your eyes. Keep positive. Keep strong. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Please like, follow, and subscribe. That will help the podcast grow and help me as well uh, be able to continue. I hope you guys have a great day. Take care. Locked on Universe out.